You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Friday edition of the podcast. It is New Year's Eve, folks. That is time to talk some more New Year's resolutions for BYU football as well as BYU basketball. We'll delve into that. We'll also continue on with our position group debriefings for the BYU football program, taking a look at 2021 for BYU's tight ends. A lot to talk about on that front, and we will catch you guys up on the disappointing news. No BYU basketball this weekend. Another postponement of another game on the BYU women's side of things. Just a disappointing weekend upcoming and a very dry weekend for New Year's. But hey, we'll talk about all of that ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you today by our friends over at NetSuite as our title sponsor. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for special New Year's financing on the new number one financial system for growing businesses. That's our friends at NetSuite. NetSuite. All right, without further ado, let's have some fun on a Friday and also on New Year's Eve. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 31st, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And a big thank you for joining us right here on Locked On Cougars. And a bigger thank you for making us your first listen of the day. It is New Year's Eve, and folks, it's the final day of the year. That means starting tomorrow, our counter on our year-long account of downloads and all that stuff right here on the Locked On Podcast Network kicks over. And I got to say, you guys have put in work this year. A record-breaking year for the BYU arm of the Locked On Podcast Network. You guys have kept us in the top five in all of the college football channels this year, all year long. At one point, we were as high as number two. We are still sitting in the top five. And considering I'm going up against the likes of, let's say, Auburn, Alabama, Michigan, Michigan State. like We're talking the big boys of sports. Cougar fans are showing well. We all know that you guys are the hardiest of hardy BYU fans, and you guys just are diehards to the max. But, man, you guys have made this year and made my year. So thank you for your support of the podcast, as always. And I just absolutely love doing this podcast. and looking forward to great things coming up in 2022. Now, obviously, with it being New Year's Eve, it is a time for reflection on the year that has passed and obviously time to set some New Year's resolutions. We did some of these earlier on this week for BYU football and BYU athletics as a whole. Today, I've got two more New Year's resolutions, one on the football front and one on the basketball front. I want to start off on the basketball front here, and my New Year's resolution for BYU this year is to use the transfer portal, which they already use to great effect. Trust me, bringing in guys like T. John Lucas and Seneca Knight. Previous to that, you had guys like Matt Harms coming, and obviously Jake Toulson, who came back from UVU, is technically a transfer from the transfer portal. I, I get that one's a little bit of a unique situation, but Mark Pope has been very very, very good about using the transfer portal to bolster his lineup and make it a formidable lineup. I think the BYU, honestly, this year has been very lucky to have T. John Lucas. That Liberty game, his assist, him picking apart Liberty in that pick-and-roll action, they don't win that game without that. So I think BYU is doing a great job with regards to using the transfer portal. I want to see them hit it even harder this year because they need to bring in, I think, multiple big men from the transfer portal. It's kind of been the one 
thing. Matt Harms is really the only guy who is a big man who's come in from the transfer portal. All the other additions via the transfer portal for BYU have been swingmen or guards. I'd like to see BYU land an elite big man in the transfer portal. I know guys like Fuseni Traore as well as Atiki Ali Atiki, they're on the upward trajectory. They're freshmen. You expect them to continue to improve. But as BYU goes into 2022, and this is me looking more long range. I'm looking more at the 2022-2023 season. BYU needs to have an established veteran big man who can both protect the rim and also be an offensive force, if at all possible. I think that BYU needs to use the transfer portal, and that's my New Year's resolution for them, to go and find that elite big man. Obviously, elite big men are hard to find, or else every team would have them. We all know that the NBA for years has been dominated by elite big men. If you have an elite big man historically in the NBA, guess what? You're destined to have some pretty good success. We all can look back at the history of basketball. When you have elite big men, they make all the difference. So it's easier said than done for BYU to go do that, but in light of the injuries to both Richard Harward and Gavin Baxter and both of them I would assume at this juncture their careers are probably done I think that BYU needs to hit that transfer portal hard hope that they can find a big man who is reciprocating their interest in them and bring them in and allow them to be the focal point or one of the focal points of the BYU basketball program moving forward so that's my new year's resolution for BYU basketball now, on BYU football front, I talked a little earlier this week about I want to see a more clearly defined defensive philosophy for BYU, but the, the New Year's resolution I have for them offensively is stay the course. I think BYU, and we'll talk more about this in coming days and weeks, but I think BYU is doing great things on offense. I know that sometimes it seems like the play calling is a little quirky and at times it doesn't seem to be as effective as you might think it should be or could be, but I'm telling you, BYU offensively right now, the numbers bear it out. They had an absolutely incredible offense in 2021, and that's after losing the number two pick in the NFL draft. There were a lot of people out there, and I mean a lot, on social media interactions I had with folks that believe BYU could not recreate what they had in 2020 and 2021. Not only did they recreate it, they actually did it against better competition. That is the absolutely incredible part. So my New Year's resolution for BYU football offensively is to stay the course. Keep doing what you're doing. Losing Tyler Algier hurts. Absolutely. I already talked about this. We did a position group debriefing on Wednesday. I believe we talked about the running backs. And I think BYU needs to bring in one, if not two guys uh, in the running back position group from the transfer portal. But outside of that, BYU should have all kinds of talent and they should be very, very good in 2022. And I think that so long as Aaron Roderick doesn't get too over his skis about trying to find new ways. to No, you don't need to change things that are working. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. We've, we've heard this in all kinds of industries and all kinds of sports. BYU offensively just needs to stay the course. Keep doing what you're doing. Jaron Hall figures to actually have a better season next year in his second full year of starting than he did this year, and I thought he was plenty fine this year. Obviously, you need to have health on your side with regards to him and the other BYU quarterbacks to have continued success, but I really think that as long as they continue to push for, push for not I try to I said try to put press and push together the same. So far, as long as they continue to push forward and do what they're doing, I think you're going to see another legendary offensive output for BYU in 2022. I've got no reason to think that's not going to happen. So 
couple of New Year's resolutions for you guys. I've been kind of kicking around in my brain. I'd love to hear from you guys on your New Year's resolutions for BYU. doesn't matter the sport, uh, whether you're a soccer aficionado, women's hoops, tiddlywinks. I don't know what you got for me. Football, basketball. Let us know. Follow the show on social media. Send them in now. Locked on Cougars. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under eat that handle. Very simple to find. My personal Twitter feed, if you'd like to send them to me, there is Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, the email address for this fine podcast, lockedonbyu at gmail.com is the email address. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll stick with BYU football. Position group debriefing continues. We stay on the offensive side of things. Talking about BYU's tight ends, a whole lot of depth, maybe the deepest group in terms of just overall talent and breadth of ability on BYU's offense. I know that's saying something. We'll talk about those guys here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at NetSuite. And folks, this is the scenario you might find yourselves in at one point. The putt to win the tournament. I've been here. If you sink it, the championship is yours. Maybe I didn't have a championship at stake, but trust me, I've been in a scenario similar to this. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated financial software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth as a business. With visibility and control of all your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. And right now, over 28,000 businesses already are using NetSuite. For New Year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day, my friends. Make sure you check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview is live now, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's continue on with our position group debriefings for the BYU football season that was in 2021. If this is the first time you're listening this week to the podcast, I would encourage you to go back and listen to our Monday through Thursday. Thursday editions because you missed the debriefings on the likes of BYU's quarterbacks, the cornerback rotation on defense, linebackers, and even the running backs. So a lot of discussion on this and a lot of analysis. Today we talk BYU tight ends and folks, I am a huge fan of this position group. They do have one guy leaving the program currently, and that is Bentley Hanshaw, a guy that seemed to have all the talent to be a contributor for BYU, but after returning home from his mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he has found it a tough slog to get onto the field, chiefly due to nagging injuries and multiple injuries that seem to crop up every time he tried to make a move. So he's decided he's going to look for a new program and wish him the best in his search. I think if he has a good run of health, that's a dude that can help a myriad of different programs. He's got that talent. It was very evident when he was coming out of the Southern California prep ranks that, man, this dude could be big time, but 
just has not worked out to this point and sincerely hoping that he finds a good landing spot for himself and has a good run of health and has a great career wherever he ends up playing. Now, on the tight end front, obviously, the headliner for BYU is Isaac Rex. And unfortunately for Isaac Rex, he suffered a pretty horrific ankle injury in that win over USC in the regular season finale. The hope is, and the expectation is, I guess I should say, is that he will be 100% recovered from that come the 2022 season. The problem is, based on what I understand, is he is having to undergo multiple surgeries, I believe at least two, to make sure all the damage is corrected. And I sincerely hope that he makes a full recovery. You have to recall in 2020, after Matt Bushman was lost to a season-ending injury in training camp, we all wondered what was going to happen with the tight end position. And what does Isaac Rex do? 37 receptions, 429 yards, and absolutely incredible 12 touchdowns. His numbers really uh, went down in 2021, just 18 receptions, 191 yards, and only three touchdowns. But that was due in part to be what you have in a rather elite wide receiver core. That might have been the best collection of talent at wide receiver BYU has had in many years, if not ever. And I mean that sincerely. And we're going to talk about BYU's receivers next week in these position group debriefings. But I think the production and the output that BYU's wide receivers had came at the expense of BYU's tight ends. And that doesn't take anything away from the talent of this unit. If Isaac Rex gets back to full health in 2022, I expect him to have another good year and potentially decide that is the time for him to jump to the NFL. He could leave already, but obviously this injury I think is going to force him to come back for another year. The lack of production, all that is going to play into it. But I sincerely think he had a very good season, notwithstanding the lack of production reception Wise. The one thing I really saw in that UAB game is when Isaac Rex was lost, BYU's rushing game suffered. This kid, uh, speaking of Rex, he is an absolute mauler in the run game. That is the one thing about him, I think, with the NFL that's got to have NFL scouts drooling, is this is a dude who's got sweet feet. He's got the hands that can catch any type of pass, seemingly. He's got the height at six foot six, nearly six foot seven, 260 some odd pounds, but he absolutely relishes getting after it in the run game. That is what is going to set him apart from a lot of NFL draft prospects, I feel like, is his ability to contribute in the run game and the run blocking scheme. He is really, really good. And when he was lost, it was very evident for BYU that they needed him on the field. Dallin Holker was his running mate out there on the field and filled in against UAB as the number one tight end. He's got good size to himself. Six foot five, only 225 pounds, though. The hope is that he will pack on another 20 or so pounds before his days playing at BYU are over. He had a decent season uh, this year. 14 receptions for 200 yards and one touchdown, coming back off a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And the expectation for Holker is his trajectory continues to go up. We all saw him in 2018 as a freshman be an absolute standout, playing that H-back position, just was contributing in a myriad of ways. And I think it's going to take him a full year to really get his legs fully back underneath him. I actually believe the 2022 season for Holker is going to be his breakout campaign. I am making a bold prediction right now that barring something unforeseen, health or any other circumstance that precludes it, Dallin Holker could be an absolute breakout candidate for BYU in 2022. He has got that talent. He's got the speed, the size, the ability to catch the ball. His catch radius is ridiculous. I love this young man, and I think he's going to be a fantastic player, and I think his best days are ahead of him in a BYU uniform. I really, really like what we saw from him coming in immediately off of a mission. Obviously, Mason Wake listed as a tight end for BYU, but plays more of a traditional fullback role. Did play a lot of that wingback position, and Mason 
Jason Wake, Air Wake as I like to call him, he's a stud. He is going to continue to be a guy that BYU can rely on. He is going to be a junior next year, so he still technically has two years he could play. Who knows how long uh, Mason decides to play. I would expect he finishes out his eligibility at BYU because with fullbacks and that type of stuff, there's not a valued position right now in the NFL. You have to find your way as a preferred, uh, not a preferred walk-on. You have to be an undrafted free agent, a priority free agent to really give yourself a chance. But Mason Wake, he contributes in so many different ways. In run blocking, uh, screen passes, his ability to leap over defenders, just absolutely maul guys in the run game. He does so many things that go under-noticed or uh, not under-noticed, unnoticed for sure, but they just, they don't stand out on the stat sheet, but he is the glue guy that makes this go. Six foot one, 250 pounds, built like a Mack truck, and I'm telling you what, if BYU found them in a dire situation where they needed somebody, if they had a bunch of injuries at running back, I'd give the ball to Mason Wake. I got no problem with that dude carrying the rock more than he already does. He is an absolute stud. I thought he had a fantastic season in 2021 and that trio of Dallin Holker, Isaac Rex, and Mason Wake, they made up the bulk majority of BYU's tight end production. The crazy thing is though, they have five guys behind them, or at least four guys, four guys behind them that I think are great talents and are guys that are guys to keep an eye on moving down the line here because they have all got the talent. We've seen them play in big batches. Carter Wheat is a guy that I felt like didn't get much action this year. He only had one reception for five yards. Just really, you saw him on the sideline a lot, and there was just no real uh, circumstance to be able to put him on the field because he had these other guys, Dallin Holker and Mason Wake, who were contributing in so many different ways. How do you bench them for a guy like Carter Wheat? He just simply didn't outperform him. I hope that Carter Wheat has his has his opportunities down the road. He is still technically a freshman. It's crazy to think that COVID has just made this where these guys are going to be able to play like six years of college football if they so desire. But hey, take it if you can get it. And that's the crazy thing is Carter Wheat has still got plenty of time on his side of BYU. And I expect as things start to filter out, he's going to see his role increase. I think he needs to put on some weight. He lists him at six foot four, 236 pounds. He is more of a pure pass catching type of guy. The one thing I think that the other three guys showed that Carter Wheat did not show and probably hasn't showed in large doses is the run blocking ability. And that also goes for Lane Lunt. Lane Lunt it was a guy who came in from the JUCO ranks. I thought it was a good addition for BYU, but just never uh, was able to find himself on the field to a large degree outside of special teams for BYU in the 2021 season. I think both him and Carter Wheat, their goals this offseason is to make themselves more versatile. You can't just be a pass-catching tight end. I think Aaron Roderick and Jeff Grimes before him proved that they want one thing from their guys. They want guys who get after it in the run game, the run-blocking schemes. That's what you want to see from Lane Lund. He's also listed similar size to Carter Wheat, six foot four, two hundred and thirty-five pounds. Both of them are Arizona natives. Both of them fantastic receiving threats. There, there is no end to the uh, talent base in terms of guys being able to catch passes for BYU at tight end. The issue is, as I just mentioned, they want them to be two-way guys. They have to be able to contribute in the run game. They have to be able to block as well as catch those passes. This is not the Robert and I offense of the 2008 through 2012 seasons where guys like Johnny Harleen and 
Dennis Pitta were lining up his wide receivers and just running all over the field and catching passes. They line up in line a lot with this new BYU offense and guys like Lane Lund and Carter Wheat, if they want to see bigger roles for themselves in 2022 and they kind of look back at 2021, they've got to go out there and show that they can get it done in the run game. Now, two young bucks to keep an eye on moving forward here and these you guys, I, and by the way, the, the clarification I should make on this because somebody mentioned this to me yesterday. I talked about BYU linebackers and like, well Jake, what about Oliver Nazilai? Well, Oliver Nazilai left the program and there were some rumors he may come back, but I'm only going off guys who are on the roster in the 2021 season because this is a debriefing. This is a look back. Uh, there will be guys coming in in spring ball. School starts on Monday for BYU, if I'm not mistaken, for winter semester. There will be guys joining the program who will be on the roster that we will talk about going into spring ball at these positions, but as it stands right now, we're only dealing with the guys on the roster from the 2021 season. There are two young bucks at tight end, and I just talked about two young bucks already in both Dallin Holker and as well as Carter Wheat as freshmen who are expected to contribute down the road. But two other freshmen on the roster for BYU I think have bright futures include Ethan Erickson, six foot five, 225 pounds out of Laie, Hawaii. We um, actually had uh, Steve Clark, the tight ends coach on this very podcast, who mentioned keep an eye on Ethan Erickson. He needs some time to develop, but when he figures things out, uh, Coach Clark was effusive in his praise of what Ethan Erickson can do. This dude can play ball, folks. He, he comes from Kahuku High School. We all know about the Red Raiders, their legendary uh, seasons that they've had. They just won the state title out there in Hawaii with an undefeated season and just absolutely pummeling opponents. Well, Ethan Erickson, this dude can get after it. That's the one thing. is uh, If he bulks up to the requisite size and gets the requisite strength coming off of a mission, this is a dude similar to an Isaac Rex, similar to a Mason Wake and Dallin Holker to that level that I think actually relishes his run capability, his run game blocking. He loves that part of the game. And I think he is going to be a guy who wears number 97 to keep an eye on moving forward for BYU because I'm really high on his ability. And then Tui Pelotu, obviously, is a name that BYU fans are familiar with. Hank, obviously, was a tight end for BYU before injuries uh, precluded his career from really taking off. Well, his younger brother, Ben Tui Pelotu, is on the roster here. He is the shortest of the tight ends on BYU's roster, if you don't count Mason Wake. Six foot three, 230 pounds, but Ben Tui Pelotu should not be overlooked. He is a guy who's got sweet hands and the ability to really contribute for BYU, but the problem is, right now, we just talked about well, we seven guys at this tight end position. There's just not a lot of reps to go around. But Ben Tui Pelotu is a guy to keep an eye on. If he continues to develop, there's a chance down the road that he could be a, at least backup type player for BYU, if not a guy who breaks out and shows what he can do if he realizes his potential. We'll see. I, I have my question marks if he will be given the requisite opportunities to do that. But this tight end group, folks loaded with talent. It might be the deepest in terms of just overall sheer talent that BYU has in a single position group on their entire roster. That includes quarterbacks. I'm serious about this. Don't you don't stop laughing. I know you're probably laughing. No, I'm serious. This tight end unit is stacked. They have so much talent. And the problem is can you put four tight ends on the field at a time? I'd like to see a 14 offense for BYU, but I don't think Aaron Roderick is too keen on that idea when he has a bunch of elite, of elite receivers at his disposal as well. But I really liked what we saw from the tight end position, despite the lack of production in terms of overall receptions, touchdowns, all that stuff. These dudes made BYU's run game and the legendary performance that Tyler Algier had breaking Luke Staley's single-season rushing mark doesn't happen without these tight ends getting after it. Obviously, the wide receivers have to do their job, that type of stuff. I get that. The offensive line, 
But these tight ends, they are critical cogs in this RPO or the RVO offense that BYU runs. They need the tight ends to block. And I thought it was a really, really good season for the tight end unit for BYU as a whole. And I expect moving forward, that is going to continue on into spring ball throughout the summer and on into training camp ahead of the 2022 season. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll round out the week, round out the year on the podcast, our final segment of 2021. It's crazy to think about it. It's here already. But hey, we're looking forward to 2022 already as well. More in a moment. Uh, first things first, though, let's talk about our friends over at Built Bar. Obviously, it's the new year, my friends. And if you guys are making New Year's resolutions, I want you guys, if it's in the health realm, trying to gain uh, some muscle mass, lose weight, get fitter, make Built Bar part of your resolutions. If, you're, if your resolutions are about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar. I use them throughout the 2021 calendar year to drop over 45 pounds, folks, and I can tell you this much. I have never eaten better protein bars in my entire life, and I've had thousands of them at this point in my life. I love Built Bars. Most Built Bars contain between 130 and 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and packed with 17 grams of protein. You can pair that to a candy bar that has around 240 calories calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. There is no comparison. I want you guys to give them a shot. Stash them wherever you need to, whether it's in your office, your secret stash hideaway, in your kitchen. Make sure they're part of your New Year's resolution. And we'll also save you some money right now. When you get to Built.com to place your order now, use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order. It is the best promo code out there. There are a lot of other people out there who said, well, you can save 5 and 10%. You get 15% using the promo code LOCKED15 right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. That's how we do, folks. We are a longtime sponsor, one of the oldest sponsors that Built Bar has worked with for many, many years now, and they are the best tasting protein bars for a reason. Give them a shot. That is Built.com using the promo code LOCKED15. Also, you'll be supporting BYU football via their name, image, and likeness agreement with the BYU football program. So, while you support BYU football, support our friends at Built Bar using that promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. As we round out this Friday edition of the podcast and round out the year on the Locked On Cougars podcast, one disappointing note, BYU women's basketball is hoping to play tomorrow against Portland at the Marriott Center. It's scheduled for a 2 o'clock tip-off there in Provo. Well, there is no BYU hoops this weekend, folks. That is disappointing. The men's program is expected to open up West Coast Conference play at Portland tomorrow night. That's not happening due to COVID issues for the pilots. The women's side of things, the pilots also dealing with COVID issues of their own, pausing activities. So therefore, no BYU hoops this weekend. And that's just... I, I don't know what to do with myself, folks. I love watching sports. Obviously, I'll have guy, teams like the Utah Jazz playing, the University of Utah. I know, ooh, the Utes. They're playing in the Rose Bowl. I'm going to watch all of that. But I love watching the Cougars in action. And not having them play any sports this weekend, man, it's disappointing. And it's just it's an unfortunate side effect of the pandemic that's still ongoing. Gonzaga, the number five or the number four, number five or number four ranked team in the country. They had to pause team activities due to COVID issues of their own. They were supposed to play against Loyola Marymount this weekend. That's not happening. BYU is very lucky right now to not be dealing with a COVID outbreak of their own. And I am, you probably hear that, I'm knocking on wood that it continues for BYU. The Jazz, uh, to their credit here in Utah, have escaped all the issues with the NBA. 
scary, scary times. And I am hopeful that after this weekend, I don't have another weekend where I don't have a single BYU team in action because the other winter sports for BYU aren't in action quite yet. Uh, men's tennis thing plays next week. Uh, men's volleyball gets going here very, very soon. But no BYU sports this weekend. And that's disappointing to me. But it is New Year's, my friends, and I want to encourage you guys to enjoy ringing in the new year. 2021 has been all kinds of up, down, and sideways, I feel like, in so many different ways, but I feel blessed. And I just want to take a minute here before we wrap up today's show and thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart for your guys' support of the podcast. You guys are what makes this go. I just happen to be the voice who sits down in front of a computer every day, uses my little podcast board, and I blather on about BYU sports. And the fact that you guys give a flying you-know-what about what I have to say about BYU, it makes my day. It, it literally... It puffs up my ego and my wife is more than happy to smash it back down and and make sure that I stay humble about it. But I, I want you guys to know how much you guys mean to me as we start a new year. I'm hopeful that 2022 has a lot of good things for all of you out there. I, I don't care what situation you find yourselves in. I'm just hopeful that 2022 is the type of year that you envision it being for you. That is my new year's resolution, my new year's wish, what, what it, call it whatever you will for all of you, my listeners, here as we round out this 2021 calendar year. It's crazy to think 2021's already gone. Uh, 2020 flew by in an instant in some ways. It all seemed like the longest year of my life. Uh, 2021, in some ways, similar to that. Here's the better days ahead in 2022, and obviously, we'll be continuing on here with BYU, talking all things BYU sports, and man, I I'm just I'm, I'm I'm excited. I am very much looking forward to doing great things with this podcast. 2022 should hold for the podcast. Just as a little bit of a teaser, we're going to move over to YouTube. You're going to be able to look at my ugly mug every day if you want to. If you want to watch it on video, I don't know why you would, but apparently the metrics say that there are thousands of you who watch and listen to podcasts on YouTube and prefer to do that. So we're going to work on that. We're in the process of getting that set up. And by the way, when that happens, uh, we've been using uh, navy blue because that's one of BYU's official colors. I've already made the specific request. This is another tease for you guys. When we move to YouTube, I'm doing a rebrand of the Locked On Cougars podcast color scheme. We're going royal blue. I'm done with navy. Uh, I'm all in on royal. And any of you who know me personally know that how much royal means to me. It harkens back to an era that I grew up rooting for BYU. It means a lot to me. We're going to rebrand with Royal. So get ready for that in 2022. And as I said, I sincerely hope the best for each and every one of you going into the new year. And thank you from the bottom of my heart once again for your support of this podcast. Thank you for making it your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys now to round out the year by listening to either the Locked On Bets podcast, where you can get all the betting advice for the New Year Six Bowl games going on, all the other bowl games, NBA, all that stuff, or check out Locked On Big 12. BYU's moving to the Big 12 a year from now, folks. It's crazy to think about 2022 is one year from BYU joining the Big 12 Conference. Well, Josh Neighbors has a great podcast catching you up on everything going on in the Big 12 Conference. Check that or Locked On Bets out right after this one. They're both free and available on whichever podcasting platform you happen to frequent. All right, that is going to do it. Happy New Year to you all. Thank you once again for your patronage and support of this podcast, and we will talk to you guys in 2022. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast from December 31st, 2020 and we will catch you guys on Monday.